2: We're connected to Business Wrap. Find us online at businesswrap.biz, on Twitter using handle AskBizRap and on Facebook, just search Business Wrap. And now, Be Insured with Luke Martigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance. Hello, and thank you for listening. My name is Luke Martigan, and you are listening to Be Insured, where we talk about business and leadership and insurance. That way, on your worst day, when you need it the most, you will. Be Insured. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to tell you about a phenomenal resource we created just for you called the Ultimate Commercial Insurance Roadmap. This guide breaks down the four major things every business owner must look out for in order to save money and ensure their company is properly protected. You can get your hands on this guide right now by heading to BeInsuredOnline.com. That's BeInsuredOnline.com. Listeners, when your business is growing, it's so easy to get pulled into the day and day-to-day operations and then you forget that your most important rule is leading and if you've been like me over the past few years then you understand that i'm one of those guys who's been running around like crazy i got a million ideas in my head i have absolutely no time or strategy to make them happen and what happened over that time period was i became frustrated i was all over the place nothing got traction in my business because i was constantly coming up with new ideas so if you're one of those people um, then you need to hear this show we're going to talk about implementing something called the entrepreneur o- operating system and we're going to talk about that today with my co-host
3: Megan Vermillion
2: and my special guests
3: Katie Saglin Bunny.
2: Mike Maddox and Richard Shaw Richard you are an EOS coach what is EOS and what key problems does it solve for business
4: owners Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Um, EOS is a set of time-tested, proven, practical tools to help your business get traction and achieve its vision. And EOS has helped thousands of entrepreneurs and growth-minded businesses really achieve their goals time and time again, while helping the founders and the owners get what they want out of their business. And really, um, the problems that people tend to have when they're implementing EOS is, They feel like they have a lack of control over their business, they don't maybe have the level of revenue growth, or maybe just they feel like their business kind of owns them, they're a slave and their business is the master, and everything feels chaotic, out of control, um, a lot of times, people come to EOS as well when they feel like they've kind of lost direction. Maybe they've hit a little bit of a plateau. They've gotten over that initial entrepreneurial burst of you know uh, excitement. The,
2: the will I make it? Yeah, you the, call it excitement. I call it extreme fear. <laughs> right. Like, um, will I get past the second year? Well, stay tuned, folks. Same channel.
4: Right. So, so that kind of uh, survival mechanism it got you to where you are. You you made it. You survive. But now what? Right. You know, now now what? And and that loss of direction it makes it hard to lead, as you said. And so um, EOS helps uh, businesses get vision clarity. Um, get control over their business, get a grip on it, get traction towards that vision. And then people issues is kind of the third big area a lot of times where as businesses grow in scale, they have to hire teams, but there's not really a system in place to empower those teams. And so um, it helps with people issues where you you can take an unaligned team that isn't maybe maximizing its productivity and get to a place where that team is super aligned, all clear on the same vision and running at an amazing pace towards that vision together.
2: Yeah, I I compare it to the Robert Kiyosaki has a book cashflow quadrant and he talks about how there's people who are employed there's uh there's self-employed people there's business owners and investors mm. and so many business owners are stuck in that that E category there mm. there are S category. Sorry, they're self-employed mm-hmm. they're, they're not truly business owners they yeah. don't own a system and what EOS uh, what that really kind of brought together for me was that okay I need to own a business. I'm, I'm not self-employed. This isn't about me anymore. This is about keeping people employed and, and making sure that our level of service is up to snuff.
4: So good.
0: Katie and Mike, can you guys give our listeners a rundown of what your companies do and what challenges you guys faced to that led you to adopt EOS?
5: Uh, sure, I can start. This is Mike and I'm the CEO of ASK. We're entering our 20, we'll be 27 years old here wow. coming up. So the company's been around for a long time, but Uh, Something that you you said, Luke, uh, really resonates with me. We're a full-service IT consulting and cybersecurity company, and we scaled um, extremely fast over the last 15 years in size, number of employees, geographic territory, all of the above. And uh, at some point, there's a transition from the business is me driving everything and, and in control of everything to its own entity, And it operated on its own with its own rhythms, and that's the ceiling that you talk about, Uh, Richard. When you talk about hitting the ceiling, we got to that point where I realized, you know, it it not only no longer is it even feasible for the for the the visionary or the leader or the entrepreneur to control everything or to manage everything or to keep everybody all the oars going in the same direction, you become an inhibitor to your own business because you're running around with a thousand ideas. I'm like you, Luke. I got a thousand (laughs) ideas every day. I want to implement all of them today. You know, you know, it's that's just the way way. we think. And the business resists that, you know, for good reason, Mm. you know, they're, they're serving clients and there's a lot going on. So we needed to do something different. That was our ceiling. And that's what led us to EOS.
3: Yeah. For me, I am, this is Katie. I'm the president of elevate marketing company and we're actually sister companies with ASK. And, uh, we are on a much smaller scale than ASK. We have, um, two full-time people and a number of different subcontractors. And ASK, on the other hand, has 30-some employees and a much larger client base. So when we were going through EOS, um, it was very much kind of trying to wear two hats at the same time and figure out how we can implement the EOS principles on a much smaller scale. So as a marketing agency in Lansing here, um, trying to figure out, what are our core services, who are the right people in the right seats, and really trying to figure out even some of those basic principles. And, you know, I'm not as, you know, as busy and crazy as Luke and Mike maybe, but, um, you (laughs) know, coming up with some of those, some of those. I don't know
5: if that's true.
3: (laughs) Some of those ideas and stuff that we want to implement right away. Well, that's a lot harder when you only have two people to figure that out. And so those are some of the challenges that we ran into was hitting the ceiling on on a different level, but then also trying to figure out who is going to do some of those things? Who, mm-hmm. who are we going to delegate those responsibilities to? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's it. one of my biggest lessons from EOS was uh, similar to what Mike talked about, is uh, it's not just that I'm an inhibitor, it's that I'm also not even the best person to do right. it. Like, you know, I, I'm not only stopping other people from, from helping themselves, but I'm not allowing people to step up and do things better than I ever could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- our missing piece in our agency was the meeting you know, we had rocks, we had quarterly goals, we had annual goals, we have five-year goals, um, but there was no implementation of those. Like, we, we never actually sat down and said, hey, here's your three things you gotta do in the next three months, or, right. or you know, this is priority number one for you, and this is priority number one for you. It was just kind of like, hey, everybody, let's go do a bunch of stuff, all right? And if right. we all do a bunch of stuff, something's gonna stick, and we'll probably be in business in six months, but I'll let you know, I'll keep you posted on that. And that's kind of where we were, um, you know, but there's other pieces and other resources that EOS brings, you um, Specifically, the the building of the core values. Um, but can you talk to that, Richard?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things as you grow in scale is you have to hire people who actually fit your culture, and this is what a lot of you know visionaries uh, and founders don't realize is that you have a set of core values. Now, the question is whether you've discovered them or not. And this is why a lot of times hiring is a disaster for entrepreneurial leaders and why a lot of times they've been burned in the past and they resist doing it moving forward is because they had a bad experience and they hired the wrong person. And then as a result, they're like, well, I, <laughs> I got burned there, I'm not doing that again. And it's so important as a founder and as a leader that you discover what your core values are and you make them a part of your culture. You make them visible. Um, in EOS, we help you do that. The process is incredibly powerful, very simple. And when you discover those core values, they're not just things you put on a wall and that you know are little cutesy, you know, inspirational statements. They really become the way of life for your organization. And with EOS, we turn those into tools that allow you to evaluate: Is someone the right kind of person for our team? Will they fit our culture? Um, And it allows you to be much more upfront in the hiring process as well. Um, So an example is we have, you know, visionary leaders create something called the speech. And it is a, basically it is a vision cast of your core values and the type of organization you're trying to build. And in interviews or with potential applicants, you actually give them the speech after we've built it together, which has a tendency to attract the right kind of people and repel the wrong ones, which is very, very important. Um, and so it just allows you to be much more upfront, much more clear. I hear founders over and over again go, wow, I just feel so much more clear about who we are here. Yeah. And as a result, you just end up building a much more aligned team. And honestly, it's just a lot more fun to come to work every day.
5: Yeah. You know, I can, I can add on to that, Richard, you know, that, that, uh, core value speech and, and when you meet an applicant and you say, this is who we are, this is what we believe in. This is, this is what we're all about. Are you like that? Is that you? And it's an honest question, and 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 it and you're asking it for two reasons because if they're not, that's okay, but they're not going to like working for us, and we're not going to like them either. Right? Because they're, they're not, you know. So to be friction, and, and it has had that power at ASK where it it has attracted people to us that we want, and mm-hmm. has allowed us to filter out those that we don't.
2: And one of the verbiage that, uh, or yeah, I guess a phrase that I first learned from EOS was. You can have the right person in the wrong seat, yep. and you can have the wrong person in the right seat. so true. And figuring out which one that is is really like the art of managing people
4: because
2: mm. you want the right person in the right seat, right every time that's and and I've seen so many people where it's like uh, even in my own business where I'm dealing with people uh, in businesses that we insure, and the person I'm dealing with clearly should not be dealing with the insurance. like <laughs> not at all their skill set. <laughs> And, and the owner's just like, just handle it. Just take care of it. I don't want to think about it. You know, it's just an expense. Just deal with it. Save me money. And that's all they say. And it ends up, hit, it ends up causing a lot of miscommunication and issues, um, not just within organizations, but externally also. Mm-hmm. Um, so Katie, how are you uh, navigating that with a smaller team, making sure that the right people are in the right seat? Because if I had to bet most of our listeners are our team's 10 and under, they're mm-hmm. just starting their businesses. Um, how are you navigating right person, right seat with three people?
3: Right. So I think one of the most important things that I've learned through EOS was creating your accountability chart or your accountability structure before even placing anyone in the seat. Mm -hmm. And I think we sometimes, even with working with larger companies and some of our larger clients, we're putting together that accountability chart to fit the person. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I've learned is completely opposite of what we need to be doing. We need to create the chart and we need to create the roles of the organization and then determine if the right person is in the right seat. So if we have two or three people, they might be sitting in more than one seat, but is that something that they can delegate to? Even taking a look at the subcontractors that we use and the different vendors, um, we're asking those types of questions to them as well. Are you the right person? Do you want this? Can you get it? you know, can you get it done? Yeah. Um,
2: and so for you, it's the outsourcing piece.
3: Yeah, I mean, so absolutely. you're able to
2: keep your people, the right people in the right seats internally because right. you're outsourcing to the right person to sit in the right seat because mm-hmm. you don't have it internally. Correct. Fascinating. Yep.
3: Yep. And that's, I mean, that's really important because we want our subcontractors and the vendors and the resources that we're using as third parties, you know, they're just as much a representation of our work and mm-hmm. our business and our core values as if they were a full-time person, right. I don't really think that that matters so much if they're a full-time person on payroll or if they're, you know, w nine, you know, employee mm-hmm. uh, employee. And <laughs> um, you know, I don't think that matters so long as they fit the mold of what what we are as an organization, what we stand for. And I think that, I mean, that's been the biggest realization to me is that, you know, we're two or three people company, we're going to have to sit in more than one seat and that's okay. But we have to figure out how to delegate the responsibilities when we do hit that ceiling.
2: And I think EOS has helped our organization just from the perspective of Understanding what delegation actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Because, uh, well, like a good example, Megan. Megan came to our agency in uh, August. Uh, she's a she owned her own insurance agency. We decided to join forces, and her fir- one of her first ideas was, "Hey, why don't we send business or birthday cards out to our clients?" And I'm like, "Because I that's just not who I am. Like I don't that's I don't I don't even celebrate my own birthday unless my wife forces me to." <laughs> well, so that was a great like, "Hey, take care of that." Well, that's what, literally what I said the first time. The second time it was, all right, call, call this guy right here. He already has a system in place, copy that system, let me know what resources we need, and then we'll meet again at our next meeting and you can update me on what you found out. Totally different perspective uh, than than what I used to have of just, hey, take care of this because it's awesome, it's a good idea. Richard, it's easy to find excuses not to do something. Why is it critical for businesses to invest in a system like this?
4: I mean, I think the real question is, are you satisfied with continuing to hit the ceiling? And that could be from a revenue standpoint or growth standpoint could also be feeling like you aren't unleashing your full potential as the leader of your company, um, or you're not unleashing your team's full potential, you're not serving your clients at the highest level possible. And I find that a lot of business owners who make excuses end up becoming imbalanced, sacrificing their most important relationships, burning out, sacrificing their health, or going broke, because ultimately, they just can't hold it all together. And so the question for me is like, why make excuses when that is at risk? That's what's at stake. Get a proven system in place and work with somebody who actually can help you get through that ceiling and get to the next level. I
2: love it. So Richard, how can people get in touch with you uh, as an EOS coach?
4: Absolutely. If you want, they can actually text the word unleashed, the word unleashed to 31996. That's unleashed to 31996. They'll actually get a free copy of my ebook where we've distilled Uh, quite a bit of the EOS system into a highly actionable plan for earlier stage entrepreneurs and uh, unleash to 31996 and they'll get that free ebook and that'll allow me to connect with them.
2: I love the text line. Katie, how can people connect with you?
3: ElevateMarketingCo.com.
2: And
5: Mike? And we're at JustAsk.net, J-U-S-T-A-S-K.net.
2: Well, if you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure uh, to tune into part two of this conversation where we dive deeper into our experiences with EOS and how it's transformed our businesses.
0: And as always, you guys can stay in touch with us, the Mardigan Agency, on Facebook and Instagram.
2: Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Be Insured.